0: Wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host today. Thank you for tuning in. It's always our pleasure to welcome you to the program and. When inviting you to be part of this program as we go on uh, today, I will uh, say hello to my co-host today here in the studio with us is uh, Eric Hoare. Good to have you with us, Eric.
1: Yeah, it's great to be back again, Nick, on a Tuesday night.
0: Yes, it's good uh, me to be on Tuesday, you know, because usually I'm on other days, but uh, our Good friend, uh, uh, Gary, still enjoying uh, some time out, and uh, we we are filling in for him also. I went to something interesting this morning, Nick. I mm. um,
1: was invited by my son to go to a, um, uh, a first aid uh, class for uh, grandparents and mm-hmm. parents. Uh, because, you know, a lot of the grandparents look after the grannies. So I went down there, went for two hours, and I really enjoyed it. It was uh, talking about CPR with either a baby or a, uh, a small infant or an adult, how to do that, also bandages for snake bites and for injuries, and she covered a whole range of stuff. And I thought, well, you know, this is something that, you know, us as grandpa- some grandparents need to go to. We were the only grandparents there, and uh, there was uh, a scattering of uh, parents but I think it's it's really essential that we're all kept up with um first aid when we look after children and grandchildren these days. That's you know? right. So I thought, well, yep, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I, my son invited me to go to that this morning.
0: And I wonder how you have time for so many things, Eric. <laughs> um, just if you haven't heard Eric yet, if you tune in with us, maybe the first time or uh, haven't heard about Eric, Eric is passionate about um, serving, uh, you know, uh serving others, you know, and for a long time Eric was working uh, with books. Um, how was that called uh, Eric, like literature evangelist or something yes, like that? Yes, goal porters in the old days yes. and
1: um, yeah uh, going door to door with Bibles and uh, spiritual books and health books and just meeting the people and uh, and going into homes and chatting with them mm. and making friends. Really enjoyed it. 32 years I, I made a lot of friends out there and I still bump into a few in the mm. supermarket wherever and say hello
0: to them. It's that's great. And for maybe almost for the last 10 years, you are um, mainly involved also with Aboriginal um, community, Aboriginal church. We have a little group here in uh, Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're involved with that. Uh, yeah. And it's great. And um, I said that before, Eric, that uh, you you may like to call you like a semi-retired, but you are pro Probably as busy as, as uh, ever.
1: Yeah, well, when I first um, stepped back and just put in a couple of days' work a week, I wondered what it would be like. And it took me a while to adjust, but uh, I've found, yeah, I'm busier than ever, and um, and it's good to be busy, um, but passionate for the, the Aboriginal people. They're lovely people, and I really enjoy... Um, having our Bible studies with them in church and, and uh, taking them places. It, it's, it's really good. They're very spiritual people and they're really searching, uh, for the gospel and um, oh, so many good friends and uh, we keep in touch during the week as well i s- actually send them a, a bible text every every day every morning they get one sent out in a group messaging and um, i get replies from that so no it's it's a wonderful work to be involved in beautiful
0: sure. beautiful it's good to have you with us eric we really appreciate your time here on faith fm and um, today it's a very interesting uh, program. We are going to look at, um, you know, one of the questions for um, uh, today, which is um, it's called: um, Why do people join cults? Hmm. Yeah, you very know, interesting. A very interesting question. Because uh, for the whole week, actually, we are we are going to to tackle this subject: uh, uh, the Bible and the rise of. Cults. Mm. And the other day, uh, our good friend Ricardo Shepherd and William Moala, they were asking this question: uh, "What is a cult, and how can I identify a cult?" Now, you may wonder yourself, my dear friend, listening today, uh, what's a cult? And, uh, um, some people may even, uh, I was just talking with Eric uh, before we, we got on air here that, um, yeah, some years ago, uh, growing up in Romania and when I changed, you know, my views on, uh, you know, Bible and how to follow God, um, people start to call out, are you joining a cult or something? And uh, it's very interesting, you know, uh, how people can... Um associate uh, certain beliefs, you know, and things with uh, with cults and uh we are going to look into this a little bit uh today. My dear friend listening today if you have a question or a comment in regard of this uh, topic please send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and we'll be happy to take your messages and uh, uh sharing with uh with our listener, you know uh sharing that on on air don't hesitate to send the text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one on the same number we'll be very happy to uh give a book to you uh, today which uh, it's our free offer but we'll come to that uh, a little bit later okay eric just um as we will um tackle this uh, this subject this question uh, anything which you want to share just maybe something which came across uh, your life for the last week or so or maybe anything which uh, attracted your attention on uh, on the news or something like that is there anything in your mind or
1: well, the floods have been devastating, haven't they? Mm. And, um, yeah, I've been praying for the people that have been caught in those floods. Some of them apparently two or three. This is about the second or third time that that's happened. And uh, sometimes we can come a, become a bit blasé for people who are in those sort of situations. And it's just amazing that um, there's been disasters in quite a few states, but Adelaide seems to have skipped mm. uh, a lot of them, even though we've had a lot of rain. Uh and I've, I I rang up my friend the other day. I have two uh of my friends that live in those states and one of them had his um garage flooded. Uh but it didn't hit the house and um the other one um he just he was lucky it just went by him. Uh but I just feel sorry. There seems to be more and more disasters, you know, um happening around the world and it seems to be more severe the mm. the weather patterns definitely seem to be uh becoming more and more dramatic, don't they? Uh, so much heavy rain, and uh, and around the world, there's been different disasters happening. Uh, so I think this is what we understand is ha- is going to happen, and uh, I think also the financial side of things, um, the dividing line between the rich and the poor. Mm. I heard in the during the week that uh, some of the um, places that hand out food and everything, they've never had so much demand for food. And for assistance financially with uh, Mm -hmm. electricity bills and things, that is becoming increasingly more and more. And I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, It seems to be that we're going to go into a sort of a worse situation, uh, which will cause more of these distresses. So uh, we need to be mindful that as Christians in this world, we're to help others. Yes. And... um, our church uh, has uh, an agency called ADRA, mm-hmm. Adventist Development and Relief Agency, and that helps not only overseas but also in Australia. And so I don't know if all the listeners know that, that um, this is an arm of the Seventh Adventist Church. And yeah. um, we hear of the Salvation Army and the wonderful work they do, uh, and other churches do a wonderful work. So we have our own arm yeah.
0: too. And it? by the way, just mentioning uh, ADRA, and uh, yes, if you'd like to know more about this uh, um uh, agency um they are uh, doing amazing work as you just said eric all around the world uh, i mean just to mention in romania for example um when the war broke in ukraine uh, they were the first one first big agency to to come um, you know uh, you know to help those people those refugees and you know there were hundreds of thousands of of refugees and by the millions going in uh, in Poland and in Romania, uh, and they were uh, very much uh, on the front line to say so, and very much appreciated by the work they do. And as you said, the um, uh, Ad- Adventist Relief Agency is to help in uh, many aspects like floods, disasters, uh, wars, um, yeah, famines, and all sorts of things. And if you need. Uh, support you know my dear friend if you are going through some uh, these situations yeah consider to to contact you know
1: and we also need volunteers because yes you know we have different um op shops and different ways of helping people Um and i know a lot of churches hand out food and things so yeah anybody that's out right. there wants to volunteer as well
0: that's right yeah. and uh, today i was just uh um um blessed to open the bible and have a bible study with few ladies and um, the topic was brought up you know that lots of things going on in this world and the wars and famines and uh, floods uh, and a lady said oh we have so many floods here even in uh, you know new south wales victoria whatever because we haven't got channels here you know we haven't built channels and um I was just posing a question. I said, okay, what if we build channels then? You know, we'll sort out probably the floods, but we we cannot stop maybe other things, you know? And that's how human mind, you know, thinks, uh, mm. okay, we can fix these problems. Instead of looking into the, you know, the Bible and what the Word of God says in regard to this, because Jesus spoke about that in the later days will be... Uh, this sort of things happening and in very rapid succession. Mm. And you were right when you pointed out that in these days, it seems like it's more frequent, more um, dramatic, uh, you know, mm. and this is to take serious mm. the word of God and the words of Jesus in Matthew 24 and uh, other parts of the Bible. Mm. Uh, we are not going to scare anybody, but we need to be prepared for what comes up, uh, um, upon us. And, uh, Yeah. But hey, let's um, uh, look into this um, question, uh, Eric, uh, today. What's your uh, understanding? Why do people join cults? Well, this is an interesting one for me,
1: Nick, because when I was in New Zealand uh, many years ago, uh, living in, in the South Island in a little country town called Oxford, there was a cult of people that lived nearby. Um, and they were called the Cooperites. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a, um, a group of people who uh, was led by uh, Neville Cooper. And he led the people. Um, he was a dominant one. He was the key figure of the group. And uh, they used to bake their own bread. Uh, the women wore scarves and and always covered the dresses down uh, to their ankles. And uh, yep. and uh, the men always wore uh, long pants and um, you know long uh, sleeve shirts. And uh, in the summer, I used to see them out in the fields. Uh, the men would still have their uh, long shirts and pants on so working out there in the heat, and the women also. And they made some. They made beautiful bread. And I was a bricklar back then, and I got to know quite a few of them. And it was interesting that uh, these were very intelligent people. They um, they actually designed to run their cars on a, a particular type of gas, and they right. did it themselves. Uh, and part of the rules of the group was that the money that that they earned outside of the group if they had jobs. I mean, they even had um, builders that would go and build uh, houses and uh, constructions. And uh, me and uh, my friend were a brick-and-block law, so we used to go and help them. So I used to get to talk with them quite a bit. But it's interesting that all the money they earned, all of it had to come back into the into the community, into that cult. Uh, they, they were to uh, keep a little bit for themselves, but they made sure that all the money came back in. And they also made sure, too, that they cut themselves off from their family. They could not correspond to their family. They had nothing to do with their family. Wow. So it was quite severe. Uh, In the end, uh, what happened was uh, Neville Cooper was charged with uh, some offenses within the group. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was actually sentenced to jail. But I knew a lot of them that actually escaped from the group, that came out of the group and um they were hounded and chased. Uh, and so I'd, it's just interesting to watch what draws people to a cult. And it can be a lifestyle, mm. a lifestyle change, but it also can be that we live in a confusing world where people don't know what's right and wrong. They're searching for truth, and they're attracted to sort of authority and um, uh, movements, mm. people that seem to have the answer, mm. that seem to be clear cut and, and convey a sense of solidarity to bring them all together. And, um, people that seem to be on top of problems uh, and being able to control situations, and and these these places offer security mm. because you're looked after. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that people want to feel a sense of belonging and they want to uh, not worry about what's happening around them but actually be in a group where it's all taken care of. And interestingly enough that uh, they're so uncertain about the future that some of these cults are actually a haven for them. So one of the strongest attraction of the cult is authority and leadership. Mm. Uh, It's one of the clearest evidences of error. People are attracted to cults because uh, they look for that Type of leadership And it will draw people into it uh, And that's what it's to be It's interesting that the Bible um, Actually talks about The Corinthian church It says uh, in First Corinthians 1.12 What I mean is this One of you says I follow Paul Another says I'll follow Apollos Another says I'll follow Cepheus Still another I will follow Christ So there was uh, a lot of conflict And um, Uh, a change in their beliefs Mm. that they were actually following uh, different ones. And they took great pride in the one. So there was even conflicts in the the early church.
0: And I was Um, going to say here, uh, Eric, um, that probably most of the um, maybe even denominations or good groups, you know, which are now not considered cults, you know, when they started Maybe they were looked upon as a as a cult, you mm-hmm. know, because you didn't know exactly how that will develop. And here, uh, Paul actually, it's it's going right through the point. Mm-hmm. Hey, our uh, um, call is to follow Jesus Christ and to share his uh, good news. You know, we cannot afford to start to. Um, sides, you know, to, to, I'm going with the Apollo, I'm going with the Paul, I'm going with this, you know, and you can form those things. And then people who are in the leadership of those groups, they become kind of like authoritative, maybe even proud of uh, themselves, you know, being, being the controlling figure. And it can easily turn into some uh, wrong um, wrong things. That's right. I mean, you know, this other cult, the
1: Cooperites, when they followed Neville Cooper, they should have been following Christ. Mm. And the stri- scriptures should have made it plain to them that that's their, their main belief. You know, for instance, when I was studied with when I was coming to Christ, I, as we all do, I put the person I was studying with up on a pedestal, mm-hmm, pedestal, because mm-hmm. he was teaching me mm-hmm. uh, the things from the Bible. So we tend to do that. We tend to place people um, uh, way up high that are showing us the way, and it, it, that is can be a danger because it is Christ that we must be following, yes. and uh, we can get caught up in that.
0: And I think uh, Peter was uh, sorry. Paul was addressing just that point because uh, even though he was a uh, very well known at that time uh, uh, after he came into the church, you know and the church uh, uh embraced him and received him because you know he was a persecutor before yes. uh then he was a very uh respected uh, if you like to say that uh respected you know uh speaker and uh, leader of mm. uh, of the church, mm. even though he was not necessarily involved like in the leadership, but mm. he was the one who started so many churches around but mm-hmm. he always uh, put himself you know on the on the lower level you know uh, saying that I'm a servant and that's Christ. amazing you
1: know because mm. he was fully on fire wasn't he mm. i mean he was so passionate about what he was doing before yeah. and here he is now uh, in this sort of uh, situation in fact he stood up about uh, about following these leaders he said in second corinthians 11 12 to 13 but what but what i am doing i will continue to do so That I may cut off opportunity for those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the matter about which they are boasting. Mm. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. So when he says... uh, I will continue to do, what he's saying there, I'll continue to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen for that. And I will stand up for that and what these other folks were saying um, within the church are, are not right and I'm going to speak up about that and and so he was very passionate about that side of it as well. Uh, but he tells us about something to watch out for. He says in 2 Corinthians 11, 20 to 21, he says for you bear with anyone if he enslaves you, if he devours you, if he takes advantage of you, if he exalts himself if he hits you in the face to my shame I must say that we have been weakened by comparison so what he's saying mm. is here, we allow these things to happen we allow these views to actually take over what we believe and we're going down the wrong path you know it's not the right way to go and uh, so this is a, a very important part, you know I, I think you know when you look back at some of the leaders Moses was called the meekest man on the face of the mm. earth in numbers uh, and our Lord said he was meek and lonely in heart, uh, Paul could appeal to the Corinthians in the meekness and gentleness of Christ. And Paul, Paul told Timothy to deal with those who went astray with gentleness. Peter taught elders not to lord it over those under their care. So this is a sign of a danger when uh, groups are being um, dominated and it was such authoritism,
0: you know. Yeah. And, and just uh, as you mentioned, um, that passage in Second uh, Corinthians 11, um, one of the words uh, which um, um, caught my attention was that um, be careful of those people who, what they do, they may just want to take advantage yes. of you. Yes. And straight away it came in my mind, even these days, uh, Eric, when, um, uh, let's say, uh, very well-known speakers in the world using the word of God Mm. and even mega churches, you know, like that, you know, that, um, um, how you call that prosperity gospel, you know, where uh, people say all the time, give it to us, give it to us, Mm. give it. And they will have, you know, a luxurious, luxurious life. Mm. And then no, no wonder that people, uh, moving away from the gospel. You know, from the truth, because they're thinking, oh, look what these people do. Mm. Uh, But Paul is trying to address that. Hey, there are many people who do that, but don't follow them. Follow the truth, and then follow the people who follow the truth.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's true. Uh, And, you know, we need to understand that um, uh, people, that the gospel is, we are in this because we love Christ, not for our own gain, Mm. not for anybody's gain. And that's what it's all about. Well, it's interesting that people will join cult because. Uh, secondly, because it lines up with their desires, with what they want. Second, to th- Timothy four to three says, uh, chapter four, verse three says, "For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine, instead to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say that their what their itching ears mm. want to hear." And this Greek word translated. Itching literally means to, to rub or to scratch. To want one ears tickled is to desire massages rather than messages. Right. Uh, sermons that charm rather than challenge. Entertainment, and that's what you've just been talking mm. about, it's all entertainment, uh, rather than identify. And please rather than preach. And the people, uh, people warns about will have, as one con- con- commentator puts it, Ears which have to be continually titillated uh, and kept excited. You know, there is a danger, um, Nick. I believe that as we wait for Christ to come, that we uh, have the gospel with us, and, and, and we've been studying it for years. That we will want more. Mm. We will try and add to the gospel or take it away. We, we're not satisfied with what we're getting. We, we dig, we're digging, which is good, but we can try and add on things or take things away, uh, and that's a danger that's a big
0: danger and and get stuck with maybe as you just said uh, a little bit earlier we were talking about that some people can uh, can look at a a particular thing you know in um, even in the bible and uh, let's say perfectionism or or something like that and just stick with that and everything else is just pivoting around it you know instead of everything what we do um, to go towards Jesus Christ and uh, what he taught us, you know. And I believe if we are really going to ask this question today, why people are uh, joining cults, you know, and you mentioned already a couple of them, some of them, that's the, their desire to be like that, mm. because probably suits them uh, okay. better than, uh, you know, to reflect the character of God or the truth of the gospel. Mm. And when something suits you, and you desire that, and you like that, you'll do everything what it takes to uh, to make it happen.
1: Yes, it's kind of like um, whatever makes them feel good and comfortable, but not with truth, because tr- truth makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm. It's interesting that uh, Jim Jones, uh, he was an orderly and a Methodist pastor before he became a self proclaimed Messiah. He said he was mm. the Messiah and one of the earlier ones, and. Um, uh, and J- Charles Manson, uh, he was another one that believed that he was the new, another Messiah, uh, through the ages, which all ended up in catastrophe. And David Koresh identified himself with the Lamb of Revelation 5. So there's been some pretty big, um, movements that have actually been led in the, in the Christian way. But it's interesting to me, Nick, as we talk about our churches, that I just wonder if, and I might be a bit controversial here for you. We'll see how we go with the listeners. But can it be that within our churches we can have a, a cult of believers that may um, may believe in a certain aspect of the gospel that may actually um, cause people to go out of the church and form another group? Can that be possible? That's
0: th- a be- very good point, Eric, here, because most of the cults actually, which you mentioned about, they sprang – from within from in the church yes and then uh, what's the reason of these uh, cults yeah can you share a bit yes. more with
1: us well well, it's interesting because um, when you look at the gospel and, and what was happening back in Paul and Peter's time and in uh, in um, the sect he talks about actually uh, Acts 15 5 where he talks about the sect of the Pharisees there's not much mm. difference between a sect and a cult um so it, it could actually be that the term sect is not far removed from that the term cult. The Pharisee cult was a small subset of the church in Jerusalem which insisted on keeping of the law in addition to the faith in Christ for salvation. Mm. For instance, Acts 15.5 says, But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise people, to circumcise the Gentiles, and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So they were thinking that this has to be an outward sign mm. that you were saved. They truly believe that mm. through tradition. But but what happened in Romans one sixteen? it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. Mm. So it's saying there that, that uh, Paul and Peter, they are preaching about the power of God and salvation it is through faith we are saved whereas the Jews are actually um, were talking about a group of them were actually talking about um, circumcision mm-hmm. was needed to prove that you were actually saved and and in Galatians Paul says 1 uh, chapter 1 6 to nine it says for I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel which is really not another, only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even though we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to that which you received, let him be accursed. Paul mm, is very strong mm, on this. Yes. And he's saying, look, you know, that's not right. We are saved through grace, we're saved through faith. And, uh, it's interesting that, um, that this was happening back there and, uh, and they were distorting the people and, and making it diff- difficult for them. So, um, it's interesting that, um, Paul was standing up for what he, he was saying he was saying that there are a segment there and he's talking mainly to about the Pharisees who believed that the law was the one that you had to keep to save them. Uh, and then, you know, the message of the cult enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And many are those who enter by it for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life and few are those who find it. And so the difficulty with occultist use of these words Is that they're applied in such a way To make the door of salvation too narrow I've never actually thought about this Nick Mm. I've always seen the wide path And then the narrow path, we know. We go through uh, the wide gate or the narrow gate. And I've always thought, well, you know, the worldly are are heading down that long one. They're lost, they're heading down that wide one. They're following the world. And the narrow path are those who obey Christ, who love him and are going down that path. But through study, it, it seems to me that these laws and these restrictions make that narrow path, make that, narrow gate even narrower it restricts the salvation of men and women to come through and down that through that gate because they're adding burdens to it they're saying you must do this and you must do that we are the right ones follow us and Paul was saying no Mm. no it's not that way at all
0: and when man makes that um, narrow narrowing you know uh, you know Jesus said to the Pharisees because we mentioned this before how well did you change the law of God in the favor of your own tradition? Because they are starting to make rules and laws themselves. Yes. Now, of course, the Bible speaks about the narrow gate or the narrow path, yep. you know, and, uh, and and invites us, you know, not to go on just carelessly, you know, into this world, you know, on the um, wide path, you know, mm. but to go into the footsteps of jesus you know and jesus uh, show us uh, how it is and he said look if you follow me you will have all sorts of uh uh, you know difficulties because they persecuted me for example first they will persecute you and so on and so forth it's still the narrow way is still the right way to go Mm. but when we are making it even more narrow yes that it's supposed to be Mm. then uh, we have a problem
1: that's right because the gospel is to bring freedom Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when we love Christ and follow him, it is through our love for Christ that we do these things and, and it 's interesting that um, uh, that um, even within our church we we can have groups that leave the church who who can be become sort of like a sect because of their sure. beliefs. I remember years ago when um, not long after I was baptized, a young family came in into a church in in the South island of New Zealand, and immediately um, uh, one, a leader of one of these off-set, offset groups, um, got beside him. I remember at one camp, he, he sat down and, and, talked for hours to this man. And eventually this man left the church and he joined this group. And their, mm. their main theme was perfectionism. Mm-hmm. That, uh, we could stop sinning. Uh, that, uh, you know, that, that, that's the way that, uh, of salvation was that we can all be perfect mm. before Christ comes mm. back. And so, uh, this group and this, um, this man, he would, uh, print out, uh, had a printing press, and he would spread the literature out. But the thing I noticed, um, Nick, was this, that they didn't reach outside the church for converts. Mm. They reached inside, inside the church, and that's yeah. one of the signs of cultivation. Of, they're not interested in, in fact, if you read Acts and follow through uh, what Paul and them were sharing outside, you'll find that this group this one that talked about circumcision, weren't reaching outside in the Jewish church. They weren't mm. reaching outside because they had uh, a narrow view that they were the ones that were saved.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So the thing is that, uh, that they were drawing people away from in the church and not with not going to outside the church. Their main focus was those who believed in the gospel within the church, within the era of influence that they were in. And it, it was amazing that this man spent many years there. And when I come over to Australia, I found out that this person actually left that group and came back to the mm. church. The whole thing collapsed because it was looking at others yes. to justify uh, their faith, yep. that what they were doing was right and everybody else was doing wrong. And that has not been saved. We are saved by salvation, by the gift of Christ, not through works or what we can
0: do. And what we're saying here today Eric is, um, to our dear uh, friend listening today, you know um, don't fall to Hmm. any, you know just uh, idea or uh, things going on, Uh, you need to be solidly Solid ground on the Bible, on the yeah. Word of God. God will reveal to us what we need to do, because as you just said, uh, you may be uh, trapped, you know, to to be in one or um, the other groups, you know, and then later on you'll realize, but you know, you lose lots of <laughs> time and energy for uh, for a while, and even worse, you may be part of some particular groups which you mentioned already, which uh, they even they were self-harming and do some other th- bad things, you know, but Eric, I'm going to take a short break sure. here because time is flying today. It's going sure. very fast. And, uh, before I'm taking this, uh, break as, um, I mean, to play a song, I would like to remind our listeners that we have a free book for uh, you today. Uh, our free offer is called, uh, uh, end time living. And this is a wonderful book by Mark Finley, uh, essential truths for trouble times, I mean, we talked at the beginning a little bit how things going on in this world and my dear friend, if you like to be more informed and know a little bit more what's going on, please uh, uh, send a text message to receive this book. Now, uh, you need to send the code now, uh, which is SA77 to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and uh, our friendly robot will take you through. But right now, a piece of music here and we'll be back shortly, don't go anywhere This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio this is uh, fate fm drive time b q and a with Krita, and our co-host is eric hor talking today about uh, why are people joining calls and eric just before the break we were, um, yeah, mentioning that, uh, some people like, uh, you know, to, to be part of some groups, you know, where there is authoritative, uh, direction, you know, and, um, yeah, some people just have the desire to, you know, to join some of the groups, which they think that they fulfill their, uh, you know, wants or desires. Uh, but, uh, moving on now, uh, Eric, um, uh, what would you like to, uh, to share a little bit further on this aspect? Uh, why are people joining uh, cults?
1: Yes, and it was interesting too that we talked about that uh, some of the methods that occurred were that they would um, actually uh, uh, reach into the church rather than evangelize outside of the church. Mm. Um, they tend to get their converts from within the church. Um and they'll target those because um this is where their energy is is often put to. Uh, and it should come no surprise um for this, for the cultist is peddling perverted Christianity and his principal target must therefore be one who has come to faith. A distorted gospel has a greater appeal to a believer than an unbeliever and, and it was actually talked about too, um we find uh that um it says here that some from Judea taught the Gentile converts at Antioch that they could not be saved unless they observed the whole ceremonial law as given by Moses, and thus they sought to destroy Christian liberty. There is a strange proneness in us to think that all do wrong who do not do just as we do. Mm. Their doctrine is very discouraging, Wise and good men desire to avoid contests and disputes as far as they can. Yet when false teachers oppose the main truths of the gospel or bring them into hurtful doctrines, we must not decline to uh, oppose them. It's interesting, isn't it, that uh, we can get to a point in the church that we actually think that we are right. Yes, no? yes, and that or uh, everything else is wrong. It's great danger in that, and it's spoken about here. That uh, and they may act differently to the way that we act, and um, and the Bible talks about it time and time again. That that Christ comes to us while we're yet sinners, uh, and 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 we start changing, but we're all at different stages of changing. We must have an acceptance of all people. We cannot judge. Who is saved and who is not saved? The tea, the tea, uh, the wheat and the tea is mm, together. Grow together. You
0: know? And that, Eric, that doesn't mean that we are dropping, you know, um, uh, principles uh, of the Bible. Mm. Uh, but uh, you can very well uh, focus on a uh, good thing in the Bible and be very strong on that, and everything to go around just that thing, you know. And then you miss out on many other great. Uh, Mm. Things to you need to do, and uh, yeah it's unfortunate that we have so many denominations even in this mm. world, you know, like I heard about that somewhere about uh, thirty four thirty five thousand denominations. Mm. why because people apply their understanding you know in a different way, but what about if you allow the Bible just to speak for uh, for itself, as it says in the Bible that the whole Bible is inspired by God. To teach to you know to give us wisdom. I mean I'm just referring to um, uh, Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter three verse sixteen. And um, yeah, I believe many many people are caught into this uh, uh, trap to say so Um, and then get blind kind of Mm. not even looking around and accepting the more truth that's right yeah. well the church
1: should be all inclusive that's the whole this is the whole point I think yeah. what we're talking about today whereas the cultism is a selected group mm. of believers who follow one person and and believe that way uh, it's interesting that first Timothy 1 3 to 7 says as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia remain at emphasis that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine nor to occupy themselves with myths and endless genealogy which promote speculations rather than divine training that is in faith, whereas the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussions, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying. or or the things about which they make mm, assertions. Mm. These are very strong words. It's talking here about, um, you know, about not, don't, don't associate yourself with those who bring up myths and, yes. and, and, uh, idle gossip and, uh, you know, st- stick with what the basics are in the bible and that is the the fact that Jesus Christ is the one that we follow and his instruction is what we did acts 20:27 20, says for i did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of god paul was a powerful teacher mm. he preached the gospel as a testimony to those if they received it but as a testimony against them if they rejected it he was a profitable preacher one that aimed to inform their judgments and reform their hearts and lives he was a painful preacher very industrious in his work he was a faithful preacher he did not keep back reproofs when necessary nor keep back the preaching of the cross he was a true christian evangelistic preacher he did not preach notions or doubtful matters nor affairs of state or of the civil government, but he preached faith and repentance. And here is a very real danger for authentic Christianity, as well as a warning regarding the counterfeit cults. Evangelistic churches, organizations, are often perceived to be in competition with one another. Mm -hmm. And we stress our our, uh, distinctiveness. Uh, But we can sometimes, I think, Nick, Uh, stress them so much that we place certain aspects of the gospel above telling people about the love of Christ. We can go off on a tangent and start to teach people about um, different things like health is very important. But we can have that as the main focus that when we meet somebody, this is what we need to tell them before we tell them about the love of Christ. And so uh, we can all be caught up in that, and we we have to remember that all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for corrections, and for training in righteousness. Yes. And so we we've got to stick uh, with um, with what we know, and we and we need to have a balance in our lives that uh, Christ came to save us. That the church is for sinners not saints it's for the for sinners that all may come in and that we're accepting of all that we're not uh, a sect or a cult that won't accept others if mm, they don't do this mm. and that and the other it is the Holy Spirit's work to change people's hearts yeah. and, not ours. Yeah,
0: and Eric do you, do you think that there are some methods which these people use you know to attract people into their deception or their cults?
1: Oh yes I've seen them I remember it um, uh, in Christchurch there used to be the wizard used to stand up and preach and christ church and there were people who preached christianity and they were gathering uh, groups together to bring them mm. into their community oh. of believers uh, and i think that uh, often it is based on feelings uh and uh, a different way of life and lifestyle and a little bit of the gospel but mainly it's uh, it's about a lifestyle and and and, and cultists will um, will want to bring people in that uh, that are searching and uh, are out there and that are lost they want answers to what 's happening now. People want answers now, not in the future, and to, to they 'll rather go to a seance or a or somebody that 's got a crystal ball they want mm-hmm. answers today mm-hmm. whereas the bible is has mapped out the past, the present. And the future. Yeah,
0: look, time is going very fast. But I would like maybe to just um, come to a passage in the Bible, like in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse uh, uh, chapter four, actually verse two. And let's let's read this one, and probably we'll make comment couple of things here. Uh, Paul is again saying here we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning. Or to temper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And this is, uh, uh, and going uh, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 to 10. Mm-hmm. Would you like to take us through that one uh, a little bit, Eric? Yes, Corinthians... Galatians chapter 1, oh, yeah. uh, Six,
1: to ten. 6 to 10. Yes, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting him who called you to the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we preached to you, let him be accursed, as we have said before, so now I say it again. If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to that which you have deceived, let him be cursed. I, I like 2 Corinthians two mm. seventeen, where it says, For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of, of God we speak in Christ. Yes, yes. So the work is great, and of ourselves we have no strength at all. All of our sufficiency is of God. Uh but it has to be done in sincerity. It is for the spreading of the gospel. It is for the uplifting of others. It is not to drag people down. Mm, it is mm. not to get them to conform of a way of ideas that are outside the gospel. That is what he's talking about there. Mm.
0: And what I like uh, in this passage is um, because uh, Paul is, is just uh, really tabled out, you know, uh, his experience with God, He's shares you know how they uh, renounced you know uh, for uh, things in life you know to follow Jesus Christ and then in uh, galatians you know he says I'm astonished you know how quickly you desert yes. you know That's those right. teachings you know i mean uh, and remember that was in that time when many of them they could see Jesus yeah they uh, probably heard Jesus in uh, in speaking and very soon after they were starting to move away from those teachings. And and Paul is, Paul is just, you know, astonished. Well, Paul, Paul was blown
1: away because he had been there and spread the, mm. shed the gospel and gone away. And when he comes back the next time, they're talking about all sorts of things that weren't right uh, within the gospel. Uh, a, a wise pastor friend of mine once told me the cults are either the Bible plus or the Bible minus. Mm. And the cultists will either add to the scriptures or will take away from them. Uh, often the cultists will do both. The Pharisee party, which was br- represented in Antioch, and the Jerusalem Council tended to focus only upon the first five books of the law right. and not take the whole gospel uh, into place. And we need the whole gospel uh, to get Christ's
0: word. i mm. just like to mention again the um, book which we have for, uh, oh, for uh, uh, offer today, just before we finish. My dear friend, uh, you can... Um, Send us a text message with the code SA77. And this is for the book End Time Living by uh, Mark Finley. Essential truths for uh, trouble times. Please don't hesitate to send a message to 0488880811 and request this uh, uh, offer which we have for you today. All right, Eric. Yes, time is going up, but uh, Please bring it uh, a little bit together well, uh, today.
1: First John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit which confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit which does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you heard that it was coming, and now is in the world already. You know, we're of God, and uh, and we need to uh, to follow his word. Uh, and, you know, you and I, Nick, and any of the listeners could be caught up in a cult. It mm. could be taken away, uh, into some other belief. But the thing is to stay strong, uh, in, in the belief of Jesus Christ and let Him lead. He is the leader. The Bible is a light unto our path. And this is what is very much needed in these last days that we will study the Bible. And follow him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not be led away. Absolutely right, mm-hmm. um, Eric. And, um, look, it's wonderful that we are uh, able to, um, uh, you know, to share a little bit on this aspect. I know that there will be much more to, uh, to learn this week as we look into um, different uh, ways and things how people, uh, you know, join, uh, cults uh, today. But, um, I would love to, for a moment, Eric, if we could pray. Because, you know, the most important thing is to give ourselves to God. To ask God for guidance and leading us to the truth. Not to be, not to follow Apollo or uh, Paul or uh, Kifas or what was the other one. Um, but to follow Jesus Christ. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. Mm-hmm. And we'll love to to do that. And my dear friend listening today, that's what we are inviting you to do. Uh, don't be caught. Don't even uh, take for granted everything what we say here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you need to check what we say here. Mm-hmm. Because if we say something which is not from the Bible, we'll love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We'll love uh, you to send us a text message and say, hey, I believe that's uh, not uh, right with the Bible. Of course, we are not uh, going to do that, to teach you any heresy here. You know, we want to follow the Bible and and, uh, teach what the Bible says. But uh, we really like to be very open uh, with you. Eric, would you be able to just lead us in prayer?
1: Our dear Heavenly Father, our Lord, we love you so much. And we come before you tonight in prayer. Lord, we pray for all the listeners listening out there tonight and for other believers around the world and for those that do not believe in you, Lord, we pray that the Spirit of Christ might come upon them. We pray, Lord, that we'll stay faithful to you, Lord, that we will see in everything we do we'll have the Spirit of Jesus Christ our Lord and the way that we act, the way that we speak, the way that we accept others, that we will not judge others, Lord, that we'll be all-inclusive in our spiritual life that we will see those, Lord, that are in despair. And for those, Lord, that are searching, that uh, maybe they're caught up in a cult now or thinking about joining a group, we pray, Lord, that the scriptures will be the thing that they follow, that they may see that Jesus Christ loves them, cares for them, Lord, and that uh, they will find peace and happiness in you. So I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you'll bless all tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful love for us. Thank you for your word. And most of all, Lord, we thank you for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Eric, for that beautiful prayer. Our time is up uh, for today, my dear friend. Uh, thank you for joining Nikrita and Eric Hoare on Drive Time a Please join us again tomorrow. We are going to welcome back uh, David, and David is going to share with us uh, um, a little bit further. Uh, and the question we'll talk about. Why are charismatic leaders so successful? That will be a very interesting one. Uh, And thank you for requesting the book, Arthur. Uh, Enjoy the reading. May God bless you all and uh, keep working in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
2: We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing He chastens and hastens His will to make known The wicked oppressing now cease from distressing Sing praises to His name